This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie now, never before have so many businesses opened their doors after a period of prolonged lockdown, the likes of which we have been in since December of last year. So we thought it would be a good idea to get the perspective of an experienced accountant on what issues such businesses need to be aware of and what options they have when the going gets tough. So after the government announcements yesterday, I sat down with Alan Seary of O'Neill Foley Accountants to do just that. To start, I asked him how he thought the announcements made by the Taoiseach and the government on Thursday evening would be received. I think we received well, John. Like, I mean, it, we are... Uh, a lot more further on than we were this time last year so there's a real expectation now that this thing will end and it's just a question of, of uh, the clock running down on us uh, so I'd say the business community generally for those businesses that haven't been able to operate as they would wish there's great impatience there to get back into uh, business and servicing their customers And there's been an unprecedented shock to the economy and to businesses it, it was never envisioned that business would be able to survive anything like this many businesses have survived and kept going but many have been in lockdown and will face uh, challenges the likes of which have never really been experienced by the business community before is that an accurate assessment that'd be very accurate john like literally uh, businesses in the country in general had the rug pulled from them when the first lockdown happened there last march or so um and the word that you used there was right unprecedented um, but all, but also what has also been unprecedented, I suppose, is the level of state uh, intervention and support given to businesses and the wider community to get us all through this. Um, it's it's people have been closed and they've been on supports, many of them. But there is a, a danger as to how they adapt to reopening. Many challenges ahead for business. Can you tell us the kind of challenges that businesses who would be facing into reopening are going to face? Yeah. Well, I suppose the, the first challenge that business will have, John, is the withdrawal of state support, so, such as the Employment Wage Subsidy Scheme and the CRSS Scheme. Um, for some businesses, unfortunately, they, they may not have a business to go back to for a while. Um, like if you think of... Um, large wedding type venues like it could be long day before people are able to engage in large weddings um, or indeed want to have uh, large weddings um, th- there may be reluctance on some staff to return to work um, and the working from home model now uh, you know will be around for a while and business I suppose will need to just restructure their how they operate and have to be able to facilitate employees in that regard um, uh, probably the biggest issue is, is stakeholder funding um, uh, like a lot of businesses uh, have been on pause, say, with their banks, with their landlords, you know, like, so there's been a period of maybe unoccupancy of, of a premises, the premises there for over a year, um, uh, and revenue and, say, trade suppliers as well. So um, I suppose businesses will be will have to deal with those when they go back. Mm, and we'll, we'll go through those issues in detail, but just before that, you mentioned about occupancy and capacity and so on. I've heard on Casey Law over the last couple of days, hairdressers, for example, saying, well, our maximum capacity is now 50% of before outdoor dining, for example, uh, would only be a fraction of indoor dining revenue. So it's important that people don't get caught up in the euphoria of getting back to business, but they keep their eyes very much on the projections and so on. Correct, yeah. Like, I mean, like a limited capacity, um, such as that outlined for, for hairdressers and for restaurants where they can only have maybe 20 or 30% of the normal capacity that they would have, you know, it's not a, it's not a viable business model in the, in, in the long term for most businesses. So hopefully that's a, that's a short sort of um, first step back 
Um, but longer term, like I mean, that, that wouldn't be a viable business model for most businesses. Yeah. Now, um, talk to me. You mentioned about you know rent, landlords, banks, revenue suppliers, and all that. How should businesses deal with with all that? And is, is there much pressure being put on people now uh, by those uh, creditors to get the people's houses in order? And how much pressure is that going to put people? Um, well, probably a lot of businesses have been in incubation for the last uh, 12, 15 months, John. So there hasn't been that much pressure being brought to bear on on uh, businesses. Um, but I suppose a few points to note. One would be that if you know, we take a business premises that's rented from a landlord, that landlord themselves or himself or herself you know, will have their own pressures from their own funding bank in a lot of cases. Um, so um, I suppose... You know, when businesses do reopen that have been closed and they're being leased from a landlord, they will need to be engaging with the landlord as regards, you know, how that last 12 months rent is, is to be addressed. Um, you know, most landlords will, will, will want some contribution and they want they want to see um, a pathway to getting their lease back back on track. Um, you know, landlords will not want to see, a, a, you know, a good tenant leave the premises, um, but at the same time, their position has to be respected as well. So there, there will be... Uh, negotiations to be had there. Um, and what about people demonstrating when they're looking for forbearance or they're looking for, um, you know, a bit of slack to be cut to them? What would uh, you be advising on the other side of the table, you know, landlords or people, creditors? What would you be asking for in return for flexibility? Well, I suppose the, the, the first thing when you're looking for flexibility is, is, is realism both sides, okay? Um, and in as much as, say, a business didn't want to close, the landlord didn't want their, property, their, their rented property closed either. Um, so I think the, the main thing is to for the business firstly to establish whether they have a business plan there that's, that's viable and then to, to discuss that with, to discuss the pathway out uh, with a landlord. So if, we take, if you take, say, a landlord uh, position, for example, they, they may well have to reduce away part of the rent and that might was well, not, not attractive for a landlord um, it would be better than say a vacant property rising um, uh, so landlords tend not to want to kind of a vacant property uh, arising as a result of a failed enterprise because that sort of puts a mark on the property um, uh, and particularly say if you take high street properties at the moment where high street is under pressure you know if you have a tenant who's wanting and willing to come back and able to come back um on a consensual basis with some discount or whatever, uh, that's a better outcome than, say, the, the tenant saying, listen, it's not viable for me to come back at all. Um, so I think I think the main thing is is that um, businesses sort of set out in their own minds what the what their business looks like now and how it can get back on track and how viable it can be. And then to present a business plan to their main stakeholders, be it revenue, be it landlords, be it suppliers or be it their banks. And cash flow is going to be hugely important as well. You know, it's 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 fine for customer facing businesses, but uh, people with the longer sort of chain of, of getting the cash in, you know, invoicing, credit and so on, that's going to be uniquely challenging in this startup and restarting and reopening period. It will, and I, I, I'd imagine that there will be some, say, support providers for businesses that do have uh, cash flow, either you know, an extension of the of the, the banking support regimes that we've seen there, um, or some local enterprise board, Enterprise Ireland type funding. Um, but you're right, like I mean, cash flow cash flow can destroy a profitable a profitable, if you can say the word, business if it goes wrong. So, like you know, business has to be both profitable and cash flow generative. Um, and people would be used to dealing with cash flow usually in the normal course of events, but we're in a much different, um, 
operating environment now with reduced capacities and maybe shocks to demand and it might even once people open up with 50% capacity it might take them a while to get up because the public will take a while to get back to normal or the new normal uh, so to speak so really I would imagine more attention to cash flow than ever and maybe a bit more sophisticated planning Correct, correct. And I suppose going back to the point we discussed earlier, like the, the reduced capacity is only sustainable for so long and has to be a stepping stone to return to full capacity, hopefully as soon as we can, but you know, in, in the near term, you know, because ultimately like a, a business wouldn't have operated at that level and been profitable before, so it's not going to be able to operate at that level and be profitable now. Yeah, and so sadly as we speak, we've seen an example, the Smithix experience in Kilkenny where the operators, Diageo, have said they don't see it as feasible in the future with the new safety regulations uh, that have to be implemented. So that brings it the reality of it home, really. It does, and not only for the Azure, but also for the wider Kilkenny tourism and and uh, com- uh, business community generally. Like they, you know, it's, it's, I think you were saying off air that it's 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 uh, one of the top tourist attractions in Kilkenny. So um, that's one less thing to keep people in the town, uh, which is not good for Kilkenny. Yeah. Now you know all the talk of flexibility and um you know discussions and negotiation about paying what happens where either the debts are too big for people that it's just they're they're carrying too much debt or they can't get the flexibility that we're talking about what should people do then or what are their options well i suppose the the first option is is to uh make sure that you know the, the the well of stakeholder engagement uh, has been visited. So, um, you know the first thing that business should do is to engage with our key stakeholders, revenue uh, landlords, if needs be, uh, trade suppliers, and their banks, and to present sort of their pathway, how they envision that they will get back on track and and deal with with deal with that. So most people, you know, when they hear a problem, they want to hear a solution. You know, and if you go with a solution to key stakeholders, that that tend and you can deliver on that and it looks reasonable um you know they will buy into that after uh, after probably some discussion um if that's not an option um uh, there are uh, restructuring options available for businesses uh, certainly in the corporate sense um so the, the the cheapest one the most seamless one would be what's called a scheme of arrangement um that's attractive for uh businesses where they have a lot of trade suppliers um uh, less so if you have a lot of revenue debt. Um, you need 75% acceptance for that. Um, but it is a legal process. It is a legal process, but quite, uh, it can be done quite cheaply if there's, if there's engagement there. The principle is that what you're presenting to creditors is a scenario whereby they would get more money under a scheme of arrangement than they would get under liquidation. Um, the liquidation is really the last the last, uh, you know, the last the place that yeah, wants yeah. to go. So, um, the, the, the second option, I suppose, a more formal option, would be what's called examinerships. Um, or uh, what's now in vogue, ex- examinership lies. So, examinership is where uh, a business gets an independent accountant's report to, to say that they have uh, a viable business, um, but they have debt there that needs to be reduced for the viable business to be sustainable uh, going forward. Um, so, uh, if an examiner is appointed by the court, and usually are, if a, if, if if there's an accountant's report available, um, they have up to about a hundred days to. Uh, restructure the debts with the with the creditors. Not, not a cheap option, eight. though. It, it, it'd be only appropriate for businesses of a certain scale, I would imagine. Yeah, high, uh, like a high court examination process, jam would probably cost about a hundred thousand. You know, so it's not small money. You know, and that that's a lot of money that could otherwise go to creditors under, say, a scheme of arrangement or even a more informal process. Um, so it would be for larger businesses. There has been talk of um, an examination light type process, whereby rather than going to the high court, you would go to the circuit court. But seemingly. Um, the take up on, on that hasn't been that great 
Um, so like the costs of that are, are, are significant. Um, some of the damages that have, that have sort of happened over the last while have really left very little for the tr- creditors. So it's been a very bitter pill for them to swallow. Um, but the, the main advantage of examinership is that it allows the business to continue um, and hopefully that, you know, that the creditor will, will get back or you know some of the loss with future trade uh, with with that company, and obviously there's the benefit of, of the business being retained and jobs being maintained. Okay, finally, can you just briefly give us in a couple of words your your advice to businesses reopening at this difficult time? Well, I think the first thing is is to see well you know what what business is there and how viable is it going forward. If you do have debts with suppliers or revenues uh, revenue rather and banks is to go to them before they come to you and to think about your business plan and show them pathway how you're going to deal with, with liabilities. And m- most businesses will get back, John. You know, some won't, but most businesses will get back. But it, it's, it's key to just kind of work out, listen, how do we get back on our fees? The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie